Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Happy New Year, or Happy New Queer, as we say in my house. Welcome to a very special episode of Why Are People Into That? That is actually not really an episode of Why Are People Into That? It's more like a crossover episode with Susie Q of the Horgast and Sam Solo of the On Your Face podcast. Yes, I was in California visiting biological and logical family over the holidays. And on New Year's Day, I spent some really fun time at the Whore Castle in Oakland. To get pumped about 2016, Susie, Sam, and I sat down to do a year in sex review of 2015. Right now, you're listening to part one, in which we talk Jessica Jones, The Force Awakens, and the consent scandals that defined the year. This is just the beginning of me messing around with the format of Why Are People Into That in an effort to bring you more of the raunchy intellectual content you love. Expect more episodes in smaller, digestible bites this year, as well as remixes of old episodes and hopefully some new segments as well. The show is now a part of the Horcast Network, along with the On Your Face show and a brand new spotlight series so expect to get a lot more sex work and pop culture in your feed in the coming months thank you to everyone who has already pledged to my patreon you'll be getting your free copies of my books love not given lightly and my new sexting guide in the mail as soon as i get my post holiday shit together if you would like to become a patron, just head on over to patreon.com slash Tina Horn to get in on all the exclusive behind the scenes fan club fun. You can pledge as little as a dollar a month and make a huge difference in independent sex media. Next week, we'll return to our regularly scheduled programming with a brand new episode of Why Are People Into That? But first, the 2015 year in sex, according to me, Miss Susie Q and Mr. Sam Solo. I felt like we were um, backstage waiting to go on just now. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Woo. the forecast. Oh, oh. 
Yeah, I'm your host, Susie Q, but I'm not your only host today. Um, it's a, a triple nipple. It's a it's a three-way. It's a threesome <laughs> podcast. It's here to stay. Well, at least for today. But there's a lot, so much time, so little to do. I mean, wait, strike that. Reverse it. You, you know what I mean. Hi, we're back. We took a huge, long hiatus, but we're finally back. Better than ever. I have two of my favorite people in the podcasting planet and in the po- podcast, in the planet in general. I've got Sam Solo here. You may remember him. Sam. This guy right here. <laughs> come on. I was Googling some facts oh, about some God. things for the podcast. <sighs> anyway, uh, mastermindbehindgirlbullies.com. And you may remember him from our other podcast, Winter is Coming on Your Face, which has been awakened along with the force. Um, check that out. Check out our Star Wars reaction episode. It's pretty good. And someone that you may know. But if you've only listened to this podcast and been doing nothing else with your life, then you've only heard her once. But she has an incredible podcast called Why Are People Into That that you should go subscribe to right now and obsessively listen to. Um, Tina Horn, everyone. Tina Horn. What's up, party people? Ugh, Tina Horn. Tina Horn is is a huge deal. Is a huge deal. No, seriously. Um, You should check out her book, Love Not Given Lightly. And you have a new book coming out, right? It came out today. What? Today? It's January 1st, 2016. Mm -hmm. And my book, Sexting, uh, it has such a long subtitle. I need to get this down. It's (laughs) it's The Grown-Up's Guide to Getting Dirty Digitally, Mm. I think. The Grown-Up's Guide to sex tips for get anyway i didn't write the subtitle the publisher <laughs> did but uh it's called sexting and sexting. it's a it's a sexting ethics and etiquette book has has anyone written a book like that before i mean um, are you writing the book on this i think so a lot of people have okay. written on the subject but i don't think anyone has written a book quite like mine mm, i'm excited i got to look at some of the galleys of it and it's very, very cool. Um, Thank you. You should, you should definitely check it out. It's, um, you know, there's a lot. It's very funny. You know, we all kind of make fun of, I think, our parents when they interact on social media. You know, it's like, I oh, certainly do. I definitely, I mean, especially the holiday season is a great time to do that. I'm like, mom, you don't know how to do Facebook. Oh my God. Like, you don't know what a meme is, you know? Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, we're all kind of figuring this out as we go. Like, we're not, you know? And then I look at how my cousin who's, you know, 20, oh, interacts yeah. with social media and, like, oh, yeah. interacting with people. And I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm the dinosaur. Shit. I thought I was cool. I had a podcast and everything. So, <laughs> anyway, you need the book. That's what I'm saying. We all do. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm such a big fan of the Horcast. Honestly, for me, hearing that theme song made me feel like I was at the gym. And it was in my <laughs> headphones. <laughs> Because um, that's where I like to listen to the forecast. But I haven't listened to the forecast at the gym. I'm really, I'm like so out of shape because <laughs> oh, <I feel laughs> because bad. there are no, there's nothing else to listen to that gets me going. <laughs> Good. Well, we're back. We're back. <laughs> A um, lot of sad joggers and sad commuters out there. Oh God, I know. I feel that. I feel that. Um, you know, we originally, I think the last podcast we put out was in like June or something insane like that. Um, and we took the summer off thinking that uh, we would come back in the fall and then some other things happened and the fall got eaten by um, a giant monster uh, with big lots of eyes and scales and fins. And um, here we are in the new year. 20- it's like Adele said about her new album, you know, the hiatus was just life got in the way. Life got in the way. Life happened. So we're like Adele in a lot of ways. Most more, of the ways. Lots more of ways. people are jogging to Adele 
Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like Adele in more ways than I would really like to talk about at this juncture. Um, but, well, but we are time. here. Next yeah, time. Yeah. Next time. Um, but we are relaunching the podcast. It's for real. We're diving back in. And we're doing something different, of mm-hmm. course, because it's New Year. Change is the only inevitable part of life. And so we've decided to change some things. And one of the changes we've making, we are making is that we're bringing Tina Horn on as part of the Hortcast Network. We're getting the privilege of getting to host um, her podcast, Wire People Into That, as part of our Horcast family, as part of our Horcast network. Um, and that's huge. <laughs> that's huge. I've kind of like, I always knew it would happen. Yeah, you know me too. I, mean? <laughs> I always kind of, you know. Some mergers like, are inevitable. But Agreed. thanks. But thanks for having me. Oh my God, such a privilege. And also, thank you for taking care of yourself and taking the hiatus that you needed. Thanks, dude. I think that your fans are the kinds of fans who appreciate that. You know, in, in so many ways, uh, I really want to take a second before we like launch in to talk about what's, what's new to, to thank our fans and our listeners for, um, you know you know, still interacting with us on Twitter and um, not, you know, unsubscribing from the Patreon, you know, and staying with us because, you know, movements are are hard and I do believe that the Horcast, it, you know, it does have a very clear mission. And I think in this past year, that mission has been made all the clearer. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about that in this episode. This is the year in sex. Um, and we- <laughs> We are recording this on Jan 1. Jan 1. But I think that's great because everybody's been so saturated and inundated at like the checkout line and like on all of their podcasts with like on like December 1st, Mm -hmm. like the year, the year, the year, the year. But we actually are probably the first people who can really conclusively say, I mean, do you remember, do you remember in, um, I guess it was 2014 when everybody put out their best albums of the year at the beginning of December and then Beyonce (laughs) dropped her surprise album, which is the, you know, like one of the greatest gifts that any artist has made to mankind and it was it's not you know it's not on any of those those lists exactly. you know but she those she lists knew. are irrelevant now absolutely yeah exactly. so our which is another way of saying our list is the list the the it's the beyonce of lists it's full <laughs> hindsight full hindsight <laughs> um and, you know you so we have Tina um, coming on as part of the network. So when you look into your Horcast feed, not only so one week you may have the Horcast, the year in sex, as you will have this week, um, and next week you're actually going to have Tina's podcast in your ears at yeah. the gym or on your commute um, or wherever you may podcast listen. Um, so and that and that's the way it's going to be. And then the following week is going to be Mr. Sam. Winter is coming again on your face more. <laughs> Um, are we trying to go with on your face pod? You know, but people know, people know. Winner is coming on your face. Um, we'll be in your podcast feed that, uh, you know, winner is coming on your face was already a part of the Horcast family. It's sort of the, like, sort of the, uh, you know, Athena of of the, uh, you know, was born out of the Horcast's forehead and or something, right? I'm mixing up my mythologies here. But but but. we definitely know which which one, what you mean. (laughs) We definitely know. So that is going, that's coming back. And then, the fourth week of every month, um, something really exciting is happening. We are expanding our Horcast family. We are looking to our listeners and our fans and our greater sex worker community out in the world, and we are doing something called the Horcast Spotlight. Um, so that's going to be spotlight, spotlight. 
Broadway. Um, <laughs> we're going to have sex workers from all over sending their content in. Um, we're kind of staying more in line with the tradition, the original mission of the Whorecast of stories, art, and voices of American sex workers. Um, you know, showcasing what people have got going on, what people are talking about in other parts of the world in terms of sex work, and really focusing in on those voices. Um, so that's fucking exciting. And if anybody listening wants to produce a spotlight, just get in touch with us by emailing the forecast at gmail.com. That's it. That's where we are. And we want your stories. We want you to be part of this. Um, and it's, yeah, it's cool. It's going to be a very sweet 2016. Radio is fun. Radio is really fun. I missed it. It's nice to have these headphones back on, this mic in my face and these cool guys sitting next to me. Um, I also want to take a quick second and shout out um, to our original Horcast producer is also here for this first episode, Donnie Service, who you may remember. Do you want to say? Hello, everyone. Oh, such a good voice. <laughs> the man behind the mask. The man behind the mask. He is the <laughs> wizard. Um, he's the wizard that makes it, makes it happen. And um, we are very privileged and blessed to have him here to launch this second chapter of the Horcast. So... That's the news at 11. Um, but today we have this little trio. We have sat down and we, a lot of stuff happened in 2015. It was yeah. not a casual year at all, um, especially in terms of the sex world or, you know, things relating to stuff we care about, <laughs> right? Um, so we decided to do our, our list, our, our year in sex. And that's what, that's what we are here to do today so thanks you guys should we start with sexiest pop culture moments start on a positive note yeah let's start on a positive note that's a great and then get a little heavier later on yeah the Um, the outline doesn't start off so cheery so just brace yourselves we're gonna give you the good dessert first right (laughs) life is short well listen i didn't get to um sit with you guys um to do the recap of the force awakens um so before i go any further i do want to say um spoilers will follow yeah so if you haven't seen the force awakens you might want to skip ahead five minutes or wait until after you've seen it or if you don't give a shit then just listen and then see the movie eventually because it's amazing i didn't i couldn't even listen to your podcast until i had seen it so um i was um i was extra happy to have seen it so I could listen to the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I just wanted to add one thing to your amazing recap, um, which is that there is a moment in The Force Awakens where um, uh, Ray, mm-hmm. the uh, female uh, protagonist, um, is in this strange space bondage machine, torture machine, and um, Kylo Ren um, also, one of my great moments of um, of 2015 is the uh, Twitter uh, mm-hmm. handle emo. emo Kylo Ren um, with the uh, a three uh, yes. as a as an e um, is I think the comedy masterpiece of 2015 and mm-hmm. it's and it, and it goes on. But anyway, um, so uh, Kylo Ren, who is very emo, is doing that thing where he's putting out his hand and trying to use the force, the dark side force on her to like bend her, to get information, some kind of information out of her. I don't even remember Just what. A, a sort of general compulsion, like yeah. you, I'm getting Can't you. Get in there. Exactly. <laughs> and, and there's this very long moment where they're basically just furrowing their brows at each other. And I, 
And then, and then she, I can't, man, I need to see it again. I don't even remember what she says, but then she, that she kind of like breaks it mm-hmm. and says something defiant. And he's like, Ugh, no, uh, try evil powers again and keeps trying. And then it doesn't work. It doesn't and work. I realized in that moment, I, I think I might have a fetish for women resisting mind control. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen it a million times and I used to, I've, I've done it for work for so long, (laughs) but there was something about, there was something about how perfect it was in that movie that all of these, all of these things, including, uh, going back to A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline L'Engle, which is like a very influential book in my life, um, which features women resisting um, fascist mind control. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, so I just, I would like to explore that in 2016. (laughs) That's like one of my, one of my resolutions. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. First of all, um, I am very familiar with that scene. (laughs) You know, like I, um, there's certain scenes out of movies that like really speak to you. Um, Mm. I I remember when I was, uh, I wanted to write about like fetishes in general Mm. at some point in this past year. And I wanted to write about um, where I think I got my stocking fetish, which is from The Rocketeer and Uh, Jennifer Connelly. She puts on these seamed stockings like in the 1940s. I was like, oh yeah. And so I went back in time, not in time, I went back (laughs) on YouTube and I um, Which is a time machine. Which is a time machine. And I like paused it. I was like, okay, here's the scene that I'm talking about. It's eight seconds long. Uh-huh. Um, but it's 99% of what I remember of the film, The Rocketeer. It's, um, yeah, otherwise pretty forgettable, yeah. And I feel like this scene, the mind control um, scene, there's it also involves leather gloves oh, being well, like yeah. rubbed all over her That face. is true, yes. Um, that might have, yes, had yeah. something to do with it. was also a moment. And um, I... I Sam, I, we saw it together. Do you remember me like clutching oh, no, your? You, you were affected by that scene in the moment. You, you. It wasn't like upon reflection. You were no. like, "That's kind of nice." You were like, "Oh." oh. <laughs> I I needed it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I thought of, I thought I thought of you guys too. I was like, I can't wait to talk to them about this. No, Star Wars is so sex neutral. That is definitely like yeah. that is like one of the sexiest That's, things. Star Wars ever is show. not sex neutral. I disagree. I feel like it largely is like not a very sexy. But movie. it does kind of have like a compared PG to Hollywood, yeah. like view of sexuality where no. like boys are like bully girls and yeah. girls talk back, but then like it. Yeah, no, like, you know, Carrie Fisher, as, like, hot as she is in Slave Leia costume, is, like, also, like, Disney-appropriate <laughs> in, in, like, many ways, you know? Like, even though it's not, but it kind of is. No, I hear that. I hear that. No, but that... um I immediately, as soon as I discovered um, emo Kylo Ren uh, <laughs> via you, I tweeted at Divine Bitches and Matress Madeline was like, can we please do a Star Wars Divine Bitches so I can get my hands on this little whiner, like, immediately. Oh, yeah, with, so, his, with his lightsaber temper tantrums. <laughs> so we could talk about that all day, um, but let me segue while we're talking about um, women resisting mind control. I you was going to say. I, no, I was going to say, I was oh. just going to be like, uh, guys. So there's a TV show that is like sweeping the nation Ugh. on Netflix right now that is all about uh, the like a badass lady resisting mind mm, control. That's when, right. And I actually think that like the sexiest thing from that show isn't the mind control stuff, which there's lots Jessica of... Jessica Jones, is Jessica that what we're talking Jessica Jones. About? I, was I, gonna, I was building up to it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, but Jessica <laughs> Way Jones. Way to bury the lead, Sam. Um, sorry. <laughs> but um, I think that the sexiest thing from that show is not the mind control 
but it's when the two characters realize that they both are superhuman and they're like, wait, we can have sex without holding back. <gasps> and it just what? like goes on for two straight days or something. And that's, that to me was like one of the sexiest things I took away from that movie. Mm. But there's so much kinky mind control sex stuff in that movie. Or that TV show. Well, it's, it's it, we're in the age of the TV show as basically like miniseries. Anyway, so uh, no, go ahead. Jessica Jones is killer. Jessica Jones is great. Susie Q, stop whatever you're doing and watch the show, which you will love. Um, yes, the sex on it is really amazing. Um, the superhero hero sex is really amazing. And then there's all, like, like other characters, there's just a lot of female subjectivity. And there's another mm. character who, um, like is having casual sex and just getting eaten out. And it's like, yes, of course, but I can't, I can't believe we even have to talk about it as notable, but it is really mm. notable and it's really hot. And there's also a great moment where like the two women, like right after the casual sex, like that female character and the like other female protagonist are, I'm trying not to do too many spoilers on Jessica Jones, but um, they're, they're, like talking about like you know the plot and trying to plan and the the guy who is going down on her like keeps trying to mansplain in a way that's not like like overly horrible Mm -hmm. but he just like he doesn't know how to interact other than mansplaining and he's not necessarily a bad guy in that moment um but they keep being like yeah we we totally have this and he's like oh yes but i have this one expertise in this thing and they're like listen and then uh she says um what does she say? Do you know it? She says, last night was fun, but if you don't be quiet, I'm going to ask you to leave. Yes! No, doesn't she say, she says, last night was fun, but that doesn't mean I asked for your opinion? Ooh, oh, I thought she told, better. she asked him, like, if he doesn't be quiet. But, but that's what she doesn't say. Last night was fun, but, like, that's not. But, shh. Oh, yeah. that's like all I want to say. <laughs> it, was a, it was a priceless girl bully moment. It definitely was yes, a priceless it was. girl bully moment. Yes, it definitely moment. was. And um, and yeah, and there is a lot of women resisting mind control and uh, maybe the most profound allegory of... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Of consent and how complicated mm. it can be, and how complicated it is for us to talk about and think about, which we are going to talk and think about a little later on in the show. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of like, we have some other great pop culture moments, especially to talk about, but it's such a great transition because the mm. enemy of that movie is basically non-consent. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, mm-hmm. that is the bad guy. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Wow. Should we, should we, we? Just, yeah, I mean, let's, it's, let's, it's do it. straight, let's move on to the, to the great villain of, um, of civilization. I mean, yeah, yeah. not just 2015, <laughs> sadly, basically all of human time. Yeah. So, where, so far, where, anyway. where the hell are we going to start with this? 
Um, well, the, the premise, I came up with a gimmick premise for a podcast because I love gimmick premises. <laughs> um, and that is undershamed or properly shamed the consent violators of 2015. So is it like a game? Yeah. It's like oh. we, have, we have to hot or not. decide. Yeah, hot or okay. not. Hot okay. Or not. okay, great. Um, so should we start with the big fish or should we build up to him? Let's build up to the big okay, fish. Okay, great. Yeah. So let's start. Um, who's, who's Kevin Johnson? Okay, so Kevin Johnson was a basketball player in the 90s who was semi-successful and semi-famous. He had a sex accus- he had an accusation, accusation of miscon- sexual misconduct with a minor mm. that he managed to hush, hush up and like make happen like, or you know, make, go, make go away. Uh-huh. That was a thing in the 90s. Yeah. That's actually one of the, if you follow the story, like one of the things that you see is how much easier it was to make something like this go away in the 90s. Right. Um, wow. How weird. Well, he be- went on after his NBA career to become the mayor of Sacramento. Our Sacramento? Yes. California Sacramento? Yes, he is still currently the mayor of Sacramento. <laughs> and along the way, and, and after he became mayor of Sacramento, he managed to finagle his way into apparently taking over the, the control of the black, uh, the black, of black mayors of America. Um, and so he was really well set up and he was about to have this documentary put out by um, ESPN, basically talking about how he saved Sacramento and how he was such a, an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but right before it could come out, he had some fresh allegations of sexual misconduct with his staff. Mm. Um, and so his documentary was canceled and his political career is like somewhat in shambles, but he still has like tons of supporters. And I mean, you guys have never heard of him no. until tonight. So I'd say he's undershamed. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds yeah. like he's doing great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, it's really too bad to hear that story and every, everything that you just told me about that person besides the allegations make me feel very pro him mm-hmm. and excited for him to be a political icon. And, um, I guess it just demonstrates that even when we want to like look up to people that power makes people do horrible things. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's power and not that the people themselves aren't culpable, but that power facilitates people thinking that they can get away with being subhuman because they can, because they can like, this is, this is not related to 2015, but I think that it shows a theme. The theme of 2015 and non-consent is like the, you know, the dude you think is cool is actually a rapist. You know, like that, you know, because that is one of the, honestly, one of the themes of 2015. That yeah. is the theme of 2015. And, um, you know, I, what, I know that the three of us have a common, um, favorite film that we talk about a lot, um, about how men with privilege can get away with terrible things. Oh yes. Um, American Psycho yes. is, is a big, a big film for all of us. And I, the, and the book as well. I love and the book them. as well. Yeah. Even though Brett Easton Ellis is such a fucking sack of shit. But anyway, <laughs> sometimes sacks of shit make great art. Have you guys heard also about that? True. Well, also you, true. Well, you kind of have to be kind of a sack of shit just to kind of be like, you know what? Everyone needs to hear my thoughts <laughs> all the time. Oh, wait, man. wait, hey, guys. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> so moving on, moving on. Josh Duggar um, is a rapist. And yeah. we um, didn't like him to begin with, at least. He was really He was already a dork. No, that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that he has been um, 
properly shamed. Has he been properly shamed? Good. Okay. I feel like I keep seeing all the defense, trying people trying to defend Mm -hmm. him, but I think that's a. People are more mocking the people who are trying to defend him. It's not like the, the defenders are really having the... People who defend him, I think, get press because it's like, ah! Yeah, exactly. Right. You know? I mean, the, the scary thing about the Duggar story to me is just, again, like how long people will be... How far people are prepared to go to cover things up while they... of Like, cover cover up somebody doing things that are unethical are immoral are monstrous while they sanctimoniously accuse mm, right people of being monsters yeah for doing things that we can all agree are ethical like just you know like marrying uh, their wife yeah <laughs> you right. know like that's right mm, yeah and um, and, yeah, and the hypocrisy of that yeah and that's why I think that he lands in the properly shame category because, like, we kind of already knew that the Duggar dude from the, like, aren't they, like, a fundamentalist Christian family with a reality TV show about Very them? extreme. Like, oh, that guy turned out to be a piece of shit? Weird. Yeah, but people, like, the people look up to them. That's the scary thing. Oh, that is the scary People part. look up to them and they are, they've been profiting, that family has been profiting <laughs> off of their hate right. for so long because, it, like, and if people are like, oh, I watch it. I watch it ironically. It's like you're you're giving you're yeah, giving Dallas. people money. Yeah, word. Um, <sighs> Kevin or no? Uh, J- yeah, and then Jared from Subway. I mean, I guess Ooh. I don't know when the last time was that I bought a Subway sandwich, but Ugh. those things taste like fucking garbage. Do they taste so like true. child pornography? I mean, fucking garbage. So sure. <laughs> um, like, um, no, but uh, I'm gonna say definitely like under because I think like. Yeah. I, I feel like I, yeah, just under. It kind of came in, it was like. Came and went. People were shocked, but it was more like a joke. Yeah, it's like, oh, you hear about the. He's mirror. less, uh, his, his days of being culturally relevant are. Right. Subway had already He's, moved on from the dude. Is Subway going to survive this, though? Like, is, are people going to be able to look at $5 footlongs and not think <laughs> terrible, terrible, like, triggering thoughts for the rest of their lives? Like, I won't. But I didn't like Subway to begin with. It tastes like fucking garbage. Oh, Subway is the worst. It's actually. <laughs> Worse than like your average fast food in a lot of ways. It is, yeah. I'll I'll do, I'll do. You know, I would say that in America, <laughs> Taco Bell, Taco Bell, hundred times, <laughs> Taco Bell. I was thinking about. I'm like McDonald's. Is that true though? Like you know, but no, Taco Bell, hundred times. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is hardly the point. <laughs> I think the, I think you can never say like in America we always we're like we don't let the the child interferers off too lightly. I feel like he's been properly shamed. No, never enough. Never enough. Never enough. No. <laughs> Stocks. So I think, I think that we, should we talk about, have we beat around the bush? Have we, we have to well, I think we should hit some of the lighter ones. Oh, okay. Okay. Or just like before we get to the last. Like ones. Mr. Gray. I mean, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, right? Yeah. Yeah. But. In but term- Mr. Gray was not shamed at all. No. Yeah. Definitely. Under. Actually, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about Fifty Undershamed. Shades. Let's do it. I'm ready. Wait. I recently watched the film for the first time. Okay. I have thoughts. I haven't seen it. Mm. You've seen it. You went opening night. Yeah. That's super cute. <laughs> it was for someone else to write a story about Okay. <laughs> and you saw it on like streaming. Yeah. Recently. On a plane or something. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. I have... Read the first book. Oh wow! Okay, cool. That's I don't good. know if That's you can even call, call it a reading. Book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> call it reading or a book. 
Um, but uh, but I did I did obsessively watch the trailers. Mm. Um, that Beyonce song is great, though. The Beyonce I mean. that slowed down Crazy in Love is so <laughs> goes right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys talk first because okay. you actually saw the fucking thing. Okay. So I was just thinking that we would hit this up in the, the in the little bit the review thing. I just was going to say, is Mr. Graven shamed or not? Okay, right. we'll talk. Oh, okay, we can talk. Say. We can we can we can table Fifty Shades. That's all I have to say. Well, I don't Graven. want to devote too much time to it, so let's just like give it its its second. For we all know the the BDSM community through a very vocal like temper tantrum about it, and I yeah. don't want to like necessarily continue that. Like, and I do, but like it's the it's it's the dumbest fucking story but it's not the thing that kind of struck me about it it's not an uncommon story i was just like the whole time just watching this film being like don't listen to that dude he's just a weird fet life guy it's fine no he doesn't know anything don't let him hit you oh god like you know like watching the mistakes that i made as a young submissive you know like a young kinkster entering the scene oh you must know something (laughs) um but you know it's not an uncommon story and i do think that a lot of the things that you know get portrayed of just like okay i'm not gonna like play with you until we have a really serious discussion about your limits and boundaries like cool that's a that's more than that's more than we usually get fine cool great it's very generous of you yes oh, i was gonna say most of his rapey stuff isn't from kink it's from wealth like he uses yes, his money right. to violate yes. your consent it doesn't Ooh. it's not necessarily the, the kink element yeah the kink is rapey. kind of meh you know, whatever he does, he's pretty fine. Did you guys ever see the John Oliver bit about that? No, I don't think so. So in the in the, um, in France, it was given like a PG rating. Oh yeah, <laughs> of you course. Could just, you France. could just see it. Yeah, in France. <laughs> so again, I think that's appropriate. It's about PG. I'd say this great picture of a kid smoking a cigarette. Go. It is okay. Uh, uh. Belt play is a little pedestrian. No. <laughs> that's a great we French just, accent. <laughs> First of all, come to this podcast. We'll just do John Oliver bits and you'll love it. Great idea. It's a new (laughs) theme. Just recycling last night, today, last week, tonight, tomorrow. Last week, tonight, the day after he just aired it. It's our show. (laughs) No. Um, But no, I think, um, yeah, the, the, the things that Christian Grey does that are like not cool are not really about... Um, mm. You know, consent in the bedroom, but rather being a fucking weirdo dick who throws your money around and stalks your girlfriend. Yeah. Like, leave her the fuck alone. It's fine. She said she didn't want to hang out right now. That's the weird shit. And yeah. like, I'm also, angry. you know, so she, it's clear that Anastasia is of a different class than right, him. Right. And that adds this really like gross layer to it um that kind of makes sense that you know it gives it a little more like understanding of like okay maybe that's why when he like really fucking hit her she she walked out or whatever but 90 percent of the movie i'm just like what anastasia you're fine he just wants to buy you things and like put a blindfold on you'll live it's not also fisting's great you're fine (laughs) you know like that's my thoughts i uh you guys are so smart and <laughs> say the things that I would say so I don't have to I guess the only thing that I would say about Fifty Shades and Consent is that Fifty Shades the books and Fifty Shades the movies have are so captivating to all different kinds of people not just moms and, <laughs> uh, and I think that 
the thing that makes me sad and scared about people watching that and thinking that that's what BDSM is, is that I think that like you were saying, like a movie about how a young submissive could be like taken for a ride by an unethical dom is actually a very interesting story, but the, but the story doesn't have that context Mm -mm. and BDSM is all about context and BDSM is all about give it that the context is what gives it consent. The context is what makes it love and not abuse. And that's that like, that's the thing that scares me and makes me sad. And, but I'm, but we'll just keep hot taking until the, they make three movies or maybe they do the like Harry Potter thing where they split the last book into <laughs> two movies. There's barely any movie in or they'll do like the or they'll do the Hobbit thing where they'll, they'll make More the Mr. Hobbit. they'll take Mr. Gray, which I think came out this year and, <laughs> and make that, and make into, that into three <laughs> movies. Oh God, kill us all. No. <sighs> so, um, so who else is on this list? There's, uh, oh, but in, in conclusion, oh, I think, yeah. I think Mr. Gray is, um, undershamed and moreover for the wrong reasons. Oh, undershamed and Agreed. wrongly shamed. Agreed. In conclusion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else is on here? Sam? All right. So we've got, um, Cosby Dean, which Ooh. is like basically can never be shamed enough. I think we can agree. We're going to yes. talk about them a little bit more at the also, end of the year. Also, can we tie their names together Cosby forever Dean? since they came out in the same year? Cosby Dean? <laughs> Cosby Dean Gate? Sure. No. <laughs> For me? Okay. I mean, well, somebody we can't asked... really get into this too much, but I mean... Somebody... It somebody... sort of seems like Bill Cosby's worse than James Dean. I mean... But, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's hard criteria? to say. Like, how, how do you say what's worse? How it's do you say all what's bad. worse? Can we just say it's all that, bad? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Cosby Dean. No, I had the thought, but then I was like, eh, it's not yeah. really. And also, I think it's um, it's somebody, not us, uh, Ashley Fires. Is that the uh. journalist? Ashley Fires is one of the women who accused no, yeah. Ashley, Dean. Yeah, but no, she maybe not. I shouldn't say that. But someone besides us called James Dean the Bill Cosby of, of porn. porn. That's yeah. not our nomenclature, but it, they are tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah so somebody did say that. Crosby Dean. Cosby Dean. Crosby Dean. Don't try Cros- David Crosby Sorry. Dean. David, you are, you're perfect. You're in Hook and you're great. Stills, Young, and everybody. <laughs> the whole gang. Um, anyway. Do you think that... Cosby hmm. was properly shamed in 2015. I would say that they can't be properly shamed. No. There's not enough shame. Yeah. We are, our, our public shaming apparatus is not quite fully set up oh. enough to deliver the payload of shame. I that would he say, needs. though, in an unprecedented, it was an unprecedented year for the media getting an A for effort in mm. shaming. Rapist. Yes, they were. This is the this is the closest we've ever come to being like maybe it's not okay to do right. that. I'm As gonna a, say like at the top of this conversation, like alleged, like these are like allegations, like disclaimer, disclaimer. But I also I sure, might call sure, someone a rapist, sure. and uh, <laughs> opinions are mine, and retweets are mine, and whatever. Right, right. Did um, you guys see the New York Daily News headlines? Really, last thing about this. I mean, this is a this is yeah. about Bill Cosby being like, you know what? I'm gonna sue those ladies. Yeah. Is that where we're talking? Where we're going with this? No, no. The New York Daily headline had just like a powerful little headline that said he said and then a dash she said and then it said then there was 55 she says nice oh wow yeah 55 yeah jesus well he Christ. finally has had criminal charges yeah he's he, he, he went to jail the other day oh he did yes oh i didn't realize we've all been like wow. in uh, he was arrained i don't land. know if he's actually in jail he was arraigned the other day um okay. cool um 
This is Cosby. Yeah, yeah. Cosby. Cosby. Dean, however, I no. So mainstream media, I think, undershamed for sure, for sure. Mm. Within porn industry, um, properly, almost properly, almost properly, I'd say. I think the mainstream media has been talking about the right things with really? James Dean. I really do. I, cool. I think that they have been. I think that the mainstream media has taken a cue from sex work Twitter. I mean, like it seems cool. like the conversation about this is stand with Stoya. Let's talk about standing with Stoya. Yes, let's. And all these other ladies. Speaking of Stoya, who is, um, you know, the one who accused James Dean of assault at first um, and eight other porn performers. um, And counting. Yeah, and counting. A bunch of people followed. But um, so speaking of Stoya, very brave um, and very astute awesome performer and writer. Um, she's hosting the XBiz Awards. Awesome. Um, which should be really interesting. She is not yeah. like hiding at all. She d- definitely took a hiatus. She tweeted, you know, she said, James Dean assaulted me. Like I said, stop, use my safe word. I'm paraphrasing. But um, she tweeted that and then disappeared for like a month or so. She's like, I'm going to be filming somewhere. I don't want to hear it. Figure it out. Yeah, Twitter. you guys all just figured this out. Figure that and out. I think we... We did. Made Stoya proud. I'm not speaking for her, but I, I think that we took that cue and and ran with it. Yeah. yeah. But um. But yeah. No. There's no. There's no properly an amount of proper shaming. But in the world. Yeah. I will say that like immediately, uh, James yeah. Dean was you know King.com came out and said we're not working with him at all within within twenty forty eight hours forty eight hours yeah. Um, Evil Angel did the same thing. His you know the the penis depicting I think it's his. Dark. Doc Johnson? Doc Johnson or something, but like the dildo you can buy that's shaped like James right. Penis, you can't buy that anymore, which I think is like meaningful. Like, well done. Yeah. But yeah. No, get, no that one, di- get that dick off the market. Like, immediately, somebody was like, excuse me, no, let's pull this. Like, it's gone. Yeah. Like, that's cool. That's, that's a lot more than the Catholic Church has done. Yeah. We'll say that. We'll say that or about their the, rape what allegations. Was the, what was the point? That, didn't you say in your mm. column you were talking about like, yeah, the Catholic Church and the I, sports industry and the mm-hmm. entertainment industry. And I, I mean, was I was quoting, um, you know, another great segue. I was quoting actually like Margaret Cho and Molly Crabapple about that. Margaret yeah. Cho, um, the comedian who just yeah. came out about formerly being a sex worker. But she was like, hey, guys, sex work world is doing a great job. You should like yeah. acknowledge that. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks, Margaret Cho. Cool. So is that is that the end of, of that game? I think I think we should just slide since we kind of covered those in the right. We kind of got to this main stuff. I think we should just slide into some other mainstream news stories about sex from this year. Let's do it. Wow. The rest of the ones, the big ones, the biggest ones. Thanks for tuning in to this Horcast crossover episode. Watch your feed for part two of the year in sex and subscribe to the Horcast and On Your Face podcast for more great media by sex workers for everyone. Follow at Tina Horn's ass on Twitter. Subscribe and write us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit wiredpeopleintothat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to the archives of season one and season two. As ever, Why Are People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. The theme song for this season, like our old theme songs, is by Pine from Oakland, California. 
Our website was designed by Justin Levesque, and this project is now sponsored by my generous and very attractive patrons. Join their ranks at patreon.com slash Tina Horn. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.